Hey everyone, welcome back to A Court of Tattoos and Rosé, where we go through and discuss all things moss with Caitlin, Madison, and me, Blake. This will be our fifth episode. Last week we went through chapters 10 through 12 of A Court of Thorn and Roses, and today we're going to go through chapters 13 through 15. As always, fair warning, we love our spoilers and cursing. I'm going to kick it to Caitlin for a recap of last episode. So, for last episode, we're getting more and more involved in preamp. I don't know why. I can never It's Prithian. It. It's Prithian. Ah, oh, kill me. Strong start. Um, <laughs> um, so we're getting more and more involved, of course. Um, fairy, of course, Farah. Farah. <laughs> I'm getting dirty looks from Madison. Farah is still trying to escape. Constantly. Um, so much that she actually thinks that some crazy... What was it? A gnat? No, it wasn't a gnat. The, the bogey. Bogey. No, no, the bogey was in the woods. What was the thing at the gates? Because the naga is what interrupts her in the surreal here. Shit, hang on, I got it. Hang on, keep talking. Well, we're off wow, to we a great really start. <laughs> off to a winning start with us. Um, so she thinks it is her father, of course, because we can't figure out why she would do that because he can barely walk. As Madison nicely put it, he has no <laughs> knees. <laughs> so, doesn't make any sense. Tam finally steps in and is like, okay, you're being an idiot. Like, this is all good. He's not here. Um, and she finally realizes that she is free of her stupid vow to her mother. So hopefully we are done with that at that point. Um, and then we just get kind of more into how Farah is kind of falling in love with Tamlin. She's starting to notice a lot of his beauty, of how he looks. So we are going to um, start seeing a little bit more of that. Just a heads up, I just looked. They never actually name what kind of fairy that was. That was like the shapeshifter at the gate. They don't name it. Oh, okay. He, so I was... He just like broadly says like this is an example of why you don't fucking tramps through the woods. There we go. And again, Farah is still trying to make escape pretty much up to that point. Anybody else want to add anything? Did I miss anything else? Isaac Hale was mentioned again, but that's about it. Don't get me started on this rant again. <laughs> we can do that rant all day. I can't. I can't even. Don't. Don't. Don't do this. To me. Let's move on. Okay, chapter thirteen. Like, let's move on. <laughs> so, this is kind of where Farah realizes that she needs to learn to read and write. And it's not for the simple pleasures. It's honestly just so she can tell me that she is safe. Which is kind of a nice reason to learn to do that, um, which is pretty shocking. But again, it always goes back to her ulterior motive for a lot of things. Um, she goes into the room, and something that she mentions is like the slight tang of magic. But this is, I think, where she starts to ignore it. Um, I definitely think that she starts accepting it at this point, and it kind of just like rolls off her back. And you know, back in the beginning, uh, Blake met that she can kind of smell it and like feel it. And I think this is kind of where the last few points where she's kind of not really accept. Um, but I think she's just like, all right, there's something in control here. Um, she points out that Tam is probably extremely. Oh powerful, my God. Even though she doesn't really. <laughs> what? I just don't. Every time she's like, he's so powerful. I wonder what the high lords are like. I know. Oh my God. Okay, yes, can we talk about, though, how I want this study? 
Like, like Tamlin waved his hands and a hundred candles sprang to life. Like, oh, and then bookshelves and, you know, a big ass desk. I mean, this is what I want. Yeah, honestly, that would literally be the best in the entire world. Um, but then, so she, something that she notes is the careless with carelessness with, um, which he brought the candles into life, but she has to focus on the task at hand. So she's getting back to noticing him, but then she's like, oh, no, I got to get back to this. Um, she, something that she points out is that her mother neglected her education in general, which I honestly found really shocking because I didn't think I saw that mentioned in any of the previous. I just thought her mother was like, I mean, she was about all the social stuff, but she was like, her mom just stopped it. And then, of course, her sisters, which this is why I think um, I start to and Elaine at this point, because they just saw the village school and they deemed it beneath them. So they literally didn't even bother to teach her one of the most important things, um, which is do you think I mean, we don't do we know how much older Elaine and Nesta are than her? Is it just a couple years? I honestly had no idea. I always got the sense that it was like, I'll look. They all a lot older than what like so Farah is what 17 no 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 she's 19, 19. so I always thought they were like 23 oh okay or well that would oh Nessa Nessa is 22 oh what? so they're really close in age uh-huh she okay well then never mind because I was gonna say maybe because her mom you know how the mom was like really into social things like if Elaine and Nessa were a little older maybe she focused on their schooling and like kind of just let but like let Feyre kind of like hang back because it definitely sounds like Feyre wouldn't have been her cup of tea anyways it's harsh but true yeah but like also I think you have to remember is like by the time Feyre would have been like well I don't know I guess we start kindergarten at like age six but like assuming they do it a little differently there like they would have probably already like fallen from grace a little bit because remember they had a couple years buffer worth of money um, before like it all ran out yeah. and like the m- mother died so I- I'm trying to like what the heck was that I'm so sorry that was definitely me <laughs> Madison for your eardrums bleeding guys oh my gosh I'm so sorry <laughs> but I I feel like I'm grasping for tra- straws trying to like defend the mom yeah, I just like just sounds horrible I, I honestly, I cannot defend her. I honestly think, because I mean, if you think about it, you go into school, you learn to read and write when you started, like, like you at least learn your letters, yeah, and you learn simple, simple words. So the fact that she just kind of neglected it completely, and then her, like, who do their sisters think they are? Like, being like, no, she's not going to go to school. Like, she, it's just, this, the school's beneath us. Was she maybe already hunting but, for them by then? So they were like, we can't pull her away? No, because she was eight. Oh, you're talking like right when the mom died. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, 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 so yeah. Was she was like eight years old. They said after before. the money okay, ran she didn't out. go into the woods until yeah. she was like fourteen. Yeah, yeah never yeah. mind. I see. I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be the nice one here today, and it's just not working out. Yeah, no. I'm. I'm like over here. I'm still like. I'm doing like a major comparison between Reese and Tamlin, like in my mind, because like he like leaves her the fuck alone. Yeah. He like yeah. leaves her alone, and you know just, like, doesn't help her learn at all, and, like, I mean, but she does, she does, he does 
Well, I guess it's later in the chapter. But, like, I mean, she, he, he asked, he, he's like, do you want Okay, my but help? here's my thing. Reese never fucking asked, do you want my help? He just well, demanded what, yeah. it. Yeah. Not only demanded it, he, like, he did it in such a way that, one, he minimized her, like, embarrassment. And he did it in a way that was, like, sneaky, where he knew, like, to in her state, he, like, played off of, he plays off of her, like, anger and annoyance. So, like, the Reese is the most handsome High Lord. Reese is the most powerful High Lord. Like, yeah. that, that, in and of, she knows that she's learning, but she's, like, distracted by the sheer, like, arrogance. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. I mean, it just, like, uh, it's just, there's so much... Mm. But again, I again, mean, like, it goes back to Tam not being able, like, hasn't interacted with a person, like, a woman like this in And a I'm going to say, I'll admit it, my first reading of this book, when this happened, I was like, oh, he doesn't want her to be embarrassed. Like, I took it as like, oh, yeah. he's trying to leave her alone and doesn't want to be, want her to be embarrassed. Which is, like, a fair, fair interpretation until you read A Court of Mist of Fury and you're like, fuck you, Tamlin, jeez. Okay, but here's exactly. my thing. So, like, I guess, like, as a former teacher, I just see, like, you can't fucking teach yourself to read? Like, you, you can't teach yourself to read and write with, like, barely the basic foundation? But but think about Feyre, though. That's how she's learned everything else in her life. So she I know, but like, like, I can do this. I don't know. I just, like, I'm over here and I'm like, oh, like, this, this can't, this isn't actually a thing. Yeah. Well, something else that I noted in this part is that is there some sexual tension oh, going always. on? Like, always. I don't read a book <laughs> like, unless there's like... always sexual tension going on. <laughs> yeah, but this is like a faint hint of where you kind of like Farah is still in that point where she like hates the fairies, but she like goes to this point where she goes, she said our silence was too prolonged, too tense, or like the body approached the shelf. <laughs> After Tamlin leaves, it's just like, okay, all right, something, something's going on there. Yummy. <laughs> In a room with books all around, too? Oh, perfect. We won't bend get me, me over that desk, man. <laughs> I was going to say lay me on it, but either way. <laughs> okay, anyway, on. so, you know, now that we've it's done that. Uh, we digress. Um, so then... She quickly takes a break. Um, she eats, she sleeps, and then she goes back to all this learning, which is I literally could not imagine because learning this crap in my life. Can't do it, but go on. <laughs> but this is kind of how she like wanders around the library for a little bit, and then she finally gets to this, to this mural of how Priyanth started. And she kind of notes at the beginning the cauldron and all this other crap and how it was started. Um like, the painting, she says, is so vivid that she imagines herself in the battle between the humans and the fae. Um, and then at one point, she notices the different types of lands within the fae and all the different types of courts. Um, she notes that she's happy she's in the spring court, which seems to be the milder one. Um, she points out, she's like, it's easy to tie the seasons, and then you have the dawn court, which, how does she figure that out? Because I don't think they're labeled. Like, I honestly don't think they're labeled in the book. I guess she just kind of no, they're, no, they're labeled. Are they? On the map? Yeah. Yeah, they're labeled. Um, but then, How did she so read them? That- oh. Because she fucking taught herself. Joke. <laughs> I mean, no, I guess something like, that was- these are basic words and she knows her basic letters. So, I mean, maybe it just took yeah. her a while. Yeah, but- I was going to say, 
It doesn't. It, I don't think they are labeled. I think she went off. I don't of, think she labeled. went off of the painting Dude. itself, the colors and stuff. On the map, they're labeled. But I don't think they are. Yeah, in like, this I, mural. Think I think. I think they're in like just just the painting, like the different colors, the different. It like, makes sense. Yeah. Examples. She would look at the color, like the Dawn Court. She's like, there's a softer, redder palette, the Dawn Court, which makes sense. Yeah. Well, you know, I guess yeah. like she's an artist, so she would see yeah. that. Whereas yeah, my dumbass yeah. would be like, "What the fuck am I looking at?" <laughs> exactly. Like as a painter, I feel like you have that analytical eye. You're just like, "Yeah, oh, I noticed that type of stuff." Like, like a good. couple episodes um, ago, we just, said that where we were like, "She yeah. expresses herself through art," and like she understands painting yeah. is her way of like speaking or like reading is her looking at paintings. So I think this is like a good example. Yeah. Oh, so where it says yeah. it says so like looking at the black cauldron. It says, like, um, no, not sparkling, but effervescent with small symbols, perhaps some ancient fairy language. Whatever was written there, whatever it was, the contents of the cauldron were dumped into the void below. So, like, I mean, there was some writing on it, but it was, yeah, yeah. You know, not in the language she could yeah. read, anyways. Is that yeah. the language so, of the book that Amron has to learn, like, read? Maybe. Maybe. Possibly. That could be it. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so then something that like I thought was like honestly like again here goes Moss with the foreshadowing goes perched in a frozen mountainous spread of the darkness of stars the, sp- the sprawling massive territory of the night court there were things in the shadows between the mountains lights eyes gleaming teeth a land of lethal beauty my the hair on my arms right like, because like, hang on she has channels. heard horror stories of all of Prithian she's never heard specific horror stories of the night court she hasn't heard Tamlin yeah. or Lucian talk about it. So why would she have any other, except if it is deep down instinctual fate? Oh, yeah, but like, it is. Like, the, she got, like, chills through yeah. her body. Like, a lethal beauty. Like, you don't, she didn't describe any of the other courts like that besides the night court. So I was just like, mm, this is, like, great foreshadowing right here. Um, <laughs> she continues to, like, go through the map, all this stuff. And then she notices the mountain. Um, and she notes that she's like, this map wasn't made for human eyes. Like, that is just like, she's like, this wasn't supposed to be seen by me. I wasn't supposed to know about all this stuff. Like, I'm just not supposed to understand it. Um, and then something she notes, she goes, she knew not to go north, which she ends up there. Yeah, that's true. The rest of her life. She sees, I think it's interesting is like, it, and when it's kind of sad is like, from her description of how the mural was laid out with the map and like, how she gets the, like, her instincts are telling her this was not made for human eyes. We, like, I always forget that the mountain was sacred to them. And Amarantha, yeah. like, took it like, and just was like, fuck you! <laughs> yeah. And she, like, and she, like, she kind of, like, realizes that she's like, I'm never gonna go there. Like, it was just a barren mountain. Like, it was just kind of yeah. creepy in the middle of everything. Like, it shouldn't be like this. Um. So, after this kind of mural, she realizes that she needs to get back to work. And something that I note that I honestly feel all the time, she literally is so frustrated at this point because she can't understand the words. She can't work. She literally hated the smell of the books, the decaying rot of the pages, the whispers of the paper. Like, I don't know about you guys, but when I get frustrated and when I get pissed off, everything pisses me off. Like, no matter what you could say to me, I will throw a fit and I'll be like, no, like, screw you. This is like, fuck you. Like, this, no. It doesn't work like that. Like, I hate you. Like, literally looking at your stupid face right now just pisses me off. Just so, just some background. So this seems like a great time for Tamlin to come in. Exactly. Exactly. To come in and offer his help and make Farah feel like she's... 
And she was just like, you mean a fairy is passing up the opportunity to mock an ignorant mortal? Like, literally, if someone walked in on, She just wants to fight. Yeah, exactly. Like, I've had previous friends and exes, like, walk in on me like that. And they're like, okay, we're going to walk away from this situation. And we're going to leave you. And then we're going to come back a little bit later on. But, like, Tam, of course, sits there and is just, like, he's trying to be happy and kind. Like, he doesn't have his, like, anger show. Like, his claws come out. He's clenching his fist and he's trying to be kind. But, of course, Kara says, I am fine. Which is the literal worst words that could come out of a female's mouth when you can tell them. Fucking preach. (laughs) Like. R.I.P., man. You think I'm fine. It's fine. R.I.P. You're literally, I, I pray for you at that point. Like, <laughs> I pray for you. But then Tamlin starts getting this stupid little jealousy because he's like, you go out with Lucin, like, why won't you let me, like, teach you to read? You go out and hunt with him. And Pharaoh says, like, Lucin is actually real and honest. Like, he's oh. really upfront. He tells me he hates me and he thinks that I'm going to kill him. But you're just this little, like, I, I'm going to coin a phrase that I listened to another podcast podcast you're a little little bitch boy who doesn't understand like what's going on like but like she does she picks up on his like one she's picking up on his ulterior motives and she's picking up on the fact that he just literally has no idea how to interact and like yeah i mean at this point he hasn't even though she should already fucking figured it out he hasn't told her who he is really and he's instructed others not to tell her i mean so I'm, I'm like, yes, it's a little bit harsher because of her mood, but like, I'm with Faye right here. I'm like, bitch, like, no, I mean, like, I'm true. I, I'm totally with you on that. Um, so then Tam gets sees that Farah is hurt, and he tries her kind of nice, but he's like, nope, I'm not having it, and like, just leaves. Um, so after this whole deer, Farah, of course, walks out of the room, and then she comes back. And something that I thought was really funny was that she thought it was so shameful to mark the books with ink. <laughs> I literally wanted to, I literally wrote in my book <laughs> because I'm literally destroying my book right now. So I see no issue with that. I think it adds some personality to it. I don't know. I, if I, if uh, I write in a book, I have to have a, I have to have a copy that I write in and a clean copy. So I mean, I, that too. This is how we have so. ended up with so many fucking copies of this series. <laughs> I literally, I want, uh, after this, we are going to count, you know, how many forms of these books we own, because I want to post it. Oh. Do we have to? I don't want to do that. Oh, we have to. Because I know it's going to be an absurd number. (laughs) Well, while she's back at her desk writing, she has this, like, really weird, like, inner monologue about Tamlin. Like, she... Like, she's like, why did he, like, he wants to torture me, but he still offered to help. And then she goes, one of her shortcomings that she says is that she always feels bad for someone and always wants to help them. Um, and she's like, she has a shred of pity for him. Um, she thought he would really care if he met someone, well, perhaps the same. And then she kind of goes into this thing. It's just like, maybe there is someone out there, humor fairy, who could understand what my life, what I had become these past few, few like, few years. I literally wrote in their notes, in all due time, honey, all due time. (laughs) Because, like, she's just, like, she thought, like, I think she's starting to kind of like Tamlin, but reserved about it at this point. I think she still doesn't, I don't think she trusts it. Like, she's still, like, no, she doesn't. She's accepted that the oath is, like, 
she's fulfilled her oath but now her next of course she still like can't let go of her family because she's like okay i have to warn them though and then i think she's still like not trusting like any and i mean part of it we just saw is like she doesn't trust tamlin because she's like who are you like what the what the fuck is the goal here like yeah i don't understand how she thinks she's going to warn her family like i just like writing the letter how the fuck are you gonna get the letter to them well tamlin probably would have delivered it okay he would but then she'd actually have to ask him for help and stop being such an asshole to him well my thing is is like you won't trust him to write it for you but you'll trust that he'll deliver one that you wrote this is not exactly all her flint plans are always so fucking flawed when she's trying to escape, trying to see her father trying to write a letter like what the hell i mean like and i'm so, and this is where i like because i read throne of glass before i read this uh. book this year and i always compare her and selena slash aelin because her like they they get done like Maybe not in the prettiest way, but she knows the strategic. Madison, don't do it. (laughs) Just so you guys will see when we get to those books. Madison, while she agrees they're good plans, really hates the secrets that Aileen keeps for everyone. So be prepared. I I have several fucking rants that go with this. Don't get me started. I I just can't. I can't even. I have counterpoints to that. Um, So... Sarah snaps out of her little pity party and she's like, okay, I need some answers. I'm going to go see Lucin. And so this is kind of where we kind of see the start the relationship of the friendship between Lucin and Farah like start to like begin. Hang on. Can um, I just make a note? I found this hilarious. It takes her 20 minutes to find his room and it's in a separate wing on a separate level. And she even says it's far from mine. Am I the only one that was like, man, Tamlin right from the get-go, like, has a jealousy no. where he, like, put them as far apart as he could? No. That definitely... And isn't that the issue in a court of... Or, I digress. Like, yeah, doesn't yeah. he literally, like, Pharaoh walks in on him and, yeah. Okay. Okay, but uh, literally their room, like, is across from each other during that one. Yeah. And both of them. Yeah. But in the beginning, he was, like, not having it. Yeah. Well, not at all. And, like, I just, like, Tamlin was just like, no, this is going to be my prey. Oh, God. (laughs) Dark. Pretty much. If that's how you, like, that's literally, I, honestly, I'm very proud of that because I think that's true. And, like, but to defend Tamlin, like, she kind of had to be for the curse. It wasn't Lucian that was cursed. It was him. So, okay, fair. Fair. That's true. So we definitely get like so they don't say that Lucin is from the Autumn Court, but we definitely have that idea because he just talks about the hues of fall, which mm, love those colors myself. His whole room um, is decked out like, in it. Yeah, his whole room is decked out of it. It is like I honestly thought that was almost a little not. I don't think sadistic is the right word for it, but it's just like he it tried to escape that life. So why is he forced to like? I mean, it kind of makes him a masochist. Like, there we go. That's the word I was just trying. I was like, I don't don't know. I couldn't think of. Yeah, because like he he that was his quote unquote court. We find out he's not actually a son of the Autumn Court, but I digress. But like, yeah, he. I mean, he had a terrible time. His family. I mean, he loves his mother, but his family's a bunch of shits. But he's in the spring court, and he he. You know, the room wasn't like that. Like he made it that way. 
Yeah. Okay. So like he made like I was just thinking like maybe Tamlin made it to make it feel a little bit more at home, but I just like I mean it's just that was just like a weird thought that yeah. I had. Um yeah. and then Lucin, which I love this comment. Glad your human heart has warmed to me though. <laughs> at least I'm not at the top of your killing list. Like this is the first start that we get to kind of their banter that we have going on between them and like how that like friendship kind of like slowly starts. <laughs> it's just like again I I think it's because Lucian is, like, up front with Farah. Like, Tamlin definitely has some, like, stuff. Like, ulterior motive is just kind of being shady about shit. And Lucian is like, you're gonna kill me. It's fine. I understand. And another comment that I liked is, like, you got under Tam's fur. Which I was like, again, goes back to this whole beast thing where Tamlin is obsessed with his beast form. Like, I don't think it's much as, um... I don't think it is much as like every other like court like cares about their their beast form and Tamlin is in it all, all the time. He really like we see well I just I don't understand the obsession as much because like we've said like well shape shifting is like his one so that's why but like he literally everything is about that damn beast form. Yeah. Well, and again, it's his temper. Like, he literally yeah. has... And, like, you can tell, because he didn't take his anger out in Farah, he took it out on Lucin, because he was like, I suppose I can thank you for ruining what should have been a peaceful lunch. Like, are you kidding me here? Like, that, that is well, absolutely... That's pathetic. Well, especially because, like, so he was rejected by Farah, they had a little spat, whatever, and he, like, didn't know what, he, he literally had no idea that he had even, like, upset her, let's be honest. So he, he probably went into that lunch angry and confused. But, like, I get being in a pissy mood, but Lucian has been your wingman leading up to this. Why would you not be like, hey, yeah. Lucian, man, what would you do? Because, yeah, like, exactly. Liam is in his own world and thinks that, like, Farrah is attracted to Lucian. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, so he's got fucking blinders on. Yeah, that's fair. Guys can get like that with the jealousy where it's kind of like a manic thing. Mm. Which is the worst. Yeah. So annoying. But then they start talking about how to trap the surreal. And they don't make like direct. He's like, oh, like I would possibly be carrying this knife or I would possibly be bringing in a bow and arrows. And. And I might possibly be hunting in the area, so scream when you need me. And so this is definitely starting that way. How did he think? I don't understand the need for it, because obviously if Tama finds out she did this, he's not going to be like, Alice, did you tell Feyre about this real? Like, he's going to look at Lucian and be like, you dumb fuck. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. So, on to the next chapter, which happens to be a long one for Blake. She really enjoys it. Um, so guys, buckle up, guys. Buckle up. This. Buckle up. So we get in. I need to like sit back and like pour another glass. <laughs> so chapter fourteen opens up. This is really just a random thing of mine. It opens up with like the western woods, a grove of young birch trees, rolling grassy hills, clear springs, all of that. I don't know why, but I can remember, like, I wrote it this time, but I definitely remember the first time I read this. All that popped to my mind was, like, the sound of music. Like, when she's, like, running through the hills singing. 
You are so right. Right. Read, reread the description and tell me you don't hear like yes. the sound of music in Corinthian. I'm sorry. Wait, are you talking about the first like sentence? Well, like not you like the first sentence. Talked about fucking slaughtered chicken. No, no, You're no, over no. here like, oh, it's the sound of music. Like, I mean, are you shitting me? No, the slaughtered next chicken. The next sentence when he, they're like cultivated gardens while rolling grassy hills, clear spring streams. That's what it is. <laughs> now I sound insane. Because you are. Like, oh my God. Lucian's knife at my side. Like, yeah, the sound of music. I'm feeling it, guys. No, honestly, I agree with Blake on this yeah, one. Shut because up, that is definitely This is like the, the like dark version of the sound of music. <laughs> I mean, I guess. Well, anyways, Feyre has a goal in mind, so she's on her way. And uh, once again, I thought it was funny is that she sees more, well, quote unquote, sees more of the glamour of servants, um, where she just sees like their shimmering shapes. And it's two again, so I can't help but feel there's like two servants that are just like super interested in her that just follow her. Like it's always the two. I'm sure they yeah. are. And then I thought what another going into Moss with the foreshadowing, she sees the fucking water nymphs. These, if you remember, they play a huge role. They show Tamlin. Yeah. yeah. They show Tamlin. They provide, like, a good example for her to see Tamlin's brutality at the ties when he's like, fuck you, like, whatever. And then Pharaoh, of course, gives him some jewelry. And then they're one of their freaking relatives is the one that saves her and Amran in the summer court. Like, you wouldn't, like, it's just like, oh, okay, a water nymph, cool, we're in fairyland. Like, that's normal. But, like, then when you're like, oh, shit. Like, that's the water nymphs that you see later. I just thought that was cool, because I was like, huh, I wouldn't have noticed that. Um, And then, of course, after she sees them, she goes into the forest, and, like, this one kind of creeped me out, where she's, like, there's a real ancient vibe into the forest, and, like, she she realizes yes. she's, like, the first human probably in 500 years to, like, walk. No, turn back. Hmm? Turn back. Right? Please. I would just be like, well, that's... Maybe there's a reason humans aren't in here. Just saying, like I wouldn't have left my morning bath. <laughs> you guys yeah, like, I'm not going to look for trouble. <laughs> well, they would need to change it to get the water warm for you, Madison. Yeah, that's the only way. Like she would do it. But like, I thought it was interesting that they like they mentioned that this is an ancient forest because the uh, are we like close? I know the spring court's kind of near the mountain, so like, is I know it's like I think it's the western wood, but like. Because remember that on the north side of the mountain, there's another ancient forest because that's where the weaver is. And they talk about that forest being like the ancient forest. So I just was like, if this feels ancient, how old's the other forest where the weaver um, is? It's not that close. There's, okay, so because yeah. like it's spring court, then summer and autumn are parallel, then winter, mm-hmm. then under the mountain. Okay, so. And if to under the mountain through okay well, yeah 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 the, uh, the the shortcut yeah 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 i just thought it was interesting because it made me think of how they always talk about the other ancient forests because the weaver's there and she's fucking insane but i love the weaver she's okay, fucking right. insane but anyways exactly. once again i have to read where pharah doesn't fucking notice that tamwin is the high lord like what how how i don't i, I just I will well you just you're okay so here's again this first book like everybody's in love with Tamlin like everybody thinks it's him like it's he's the high lord but like even though he's but wouldn't that make if you love Tamlin wouldn't that make you like want you know what I mean like think he's the high lord I don't know 
So either way, we see Feyre, like, starts her hunt, if you want to call it that, because I guess she's not really, like, hunting it. Um, but she sets the trap in this reel in such, like, a confident manner that I, I love it. It's, like, we know she doesn't like hunting, but I really appreciate that this, like, with the ease and everything that she sets everything up, we really get to see her have a sense of confidence. And, I mean, I don't, we haven't seen that really before. Well, this like, is good, like, after we had to watch her, like, read and struggle. Yeah. And, like, you know, really get down on herself. Now she's like, feeling good. Exactly. And, like, she yeah. even says, she's like, shortcomings are no. I could still hunt. And I was like, fuck yeah, you can, girl. Fuck yeah, you can. I don't know. I, I really appreciate it. When I read that, I was like, okay, okay. But, like, she sets it up. But that's what she's good at. And that's, like, like hunting and trapping. Like, even though she doesn't want to be good at it, she's good at it. Yeah. Yeah. You know who taught her how to trap things? Her Not Isaac Hale. It was Isaac Hale. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we talking about that motherfucker again? Just for that reaction. Okay, okay, sorry. So she gets up in the tree and just waits. And uh, this kind of goes into being a good hunter. Not that I hunt. But uh, I'd assume that you have to be quiet and you wait a while, which she does. Yeah, it sucks. Okay, I'm fair enough. So bad at that. But while she's waiting, we get an interesting little, like, this. these chapters have a lot of her inner monologues that are I really enjoy. Like, this one, she wonders if, like, Tamlin and Lucian get tired of Eternal Spring. And then she admits that she would want seasons. And I'm like, oh, you mean, like, the fucking night court? <laughs> <laughs> and then, like. Also, in that same little, like, inner monologue at, towards the end, she's like, I also would want to do more than lurk about a manor house. And I was like, oh, that just makes it even worse. Like, the, the beginning of A Court of Mist and Fury, where you're like, oh, well, you're not actually allowed to leave the house. These are conversations you should have before you accept the ring. Right? Yeah, like, um, yeah. do you have seasons? Uh, am I allowed outside the perimeter? Like, am I, do you, do you, do you let me outside the house? Can I, I do like anything? Right? Like, eh, like, I don't know. Like, do you have one season, two seasons? Or like, you know, yeah, no, those are questions you need to ask. And, uh, well, she didn't really have to ask the second one because by the time the wedding came, she already knew that she wasn't really allowed to do much. It just wasn't as bad as it got afterwards. But anyways, it's time, guys. It's time. A ripple of silence comes towards her followed by a hollowed out wicked scream and then a like a, a yell of rage guys it's my main bitch the surreal I oh god guys you're ready for the deepest dive there ever was deep dive y'all okay so first up i poured my second glass of wine i think yeah kayla's got a full glass of wine she's ready so we get a description and i think this is first off i don't care what y'all say fucking beautiful some ta- dark tattered robes. Of course, then I'm like, oh, get my queen a new set of robes, you know? But then I think of Eantha where she did this get This is a man. This is a man. It's a man. You give me a second. Okay. A second. So we find out the surreal has a hunched back, a prominent spine, you know, some spinely scabby great arms, yellow cracked fingernails, they're bald, some dried weather-worn bone. I like this part, the forgotten or discarded skin, like somebody just like forgot skin. Like, okay. A lipless mouth. It's got long teeth, blackened gums, slitted wow, holes for nostrils. And what I thought was interesting was a- so attractive. Oh yeah, oh yeah, super beautiful. Okay, don't come at me. Milky white, <laughs> swirling pits for eyes, and it can tell the future. So they're like crystal balls, but like eyes, you know. You went from she Crazy. to it to he. Yeah. 
Okay, so this is where, so if you look in the, this is actually a good, like, this is actually something that I wanted to talk about because uh, through most of the interaction, she refers to the surreal as it until uh, Feyre describes it as a he. So it's an it, it's a he, the surreal is not actually, it's a name, it's one of many. So I I honestly, when I picture, it's like a non-binary or if any, if you are going to say it's a male, it's a very feminine male president, presence. Like I would almost... I would say non-binary, but maybe like once the male pronouns for now, because like, I don't think I don't picture it as one or the other, really. Like it's its own unique, like presence, honestly. But I thought it was interesting that you see the it to he, because a lot of the other like creatures are just it. Like she doesn't give them like um, pronouns, which I thought was interesting. Which makes me feel like she becomes more like personable. Mm -hmm. Cause like, I I like I think that makes sense. Like, cause you see, they have a relationship like that builds honestly throughout all three books. But I, yeah, I well that's 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 why I think like she becomes more personal, but so she gives it a pronoun. Yeah, cause so like I mean with all the other ones, she literally doesn't no. care about them mm-hmm. at all. And I honestly like, we'll go with he. But again, I'm saying I I get a very feminine vibe though. And I also just want to note, like, right from the beginning, the Surreal is so amused with her about the trap where she, like, he was like, did you set this wicked trap for me? And is, like, very sassy. So whenever he answers her, he clicks his, like, bony fingers together to, like, emphasize each word. And I just think of, like, snapping, like, no way. But, like, he clicks his fingers. So it's, like, a creepy snap, you know? But can you, did anyone else notice that as she's talking to him, He's just sitting there cross leg, like he's just sitting on the ground with his leg in the snare, just like looking up gossiping with her. Like it's just he's not even trying to get loose. He's just sitting there. So I just like I always giggle thinking of the surreal sitting like cross legged, just like looking up at her, like, what you need, man? You know? Well, and then I feel like he's just like he doesn't think that she is like threatening at Well, point. honestly, it, she's just, like he has to know, like he they have like the premonition. So I think he, yeah, as soon as he like smelled her and got a whiff, he was like, mm, we're gonna be best friends. Oh, yeah. Uh, let me smell you. Oh, yes. Mate of the night cord. I'm down. Right? Honestly. I mean, I don't know. He I probably don't... was. He's like, oh, shit, I definitely can't fuck with you. I'm not allowed that you're untouchable. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Exactly. But I also thought it was interesting. Like, he, he mentions he can smell her lies when she tries to lie to him in the beginning. And that's kind of like the bone carver, remember? Like, they tell Fre- Feyre, do not lie to him. He can tell. So I was like, you know, what if the surreal, wait for it, is cousins to the Weaver, Braxis, and the Bone Carver because we know they're siblings. What if the Surreal, as like a whole, are like their cousins? This no. is too deep of a dive. Go back up. Go back up. Way too. I just you're, want to know more about my queen. Far down. All right. So, king. No, queen. Whatever he fucking wants, and it's queen. You just said he. so. He can be a queen. One of the first things the Surreal does for us that I love is he basically, like, mixes the idea of going home. He's like, you have no way to go home. Like, no. Good. Go home. Like, you will you will die. They will die. Which kind of made me think, like, that makes me think that if she had, you know, we know how she goes back um, when Tamlin tells her to leave. She goes. But she makes the decision to, like, come back for him. I'm willing to bet if she wouldn't have gone back. 
I mean, everything would have been fucked under the mountain, obviously, but I feel like Amarantha definitely would have figured it out eventually and would have killed, like, would have sent people to go either A, go to Feyre's house and kill her and her family, or they just would have died in the resulting war because Amarantha would have had the power, like, when the wall went down. But regardless, once again, this reel's, like, kind of trying to protect her. And then, of course, he drops another truth bomb on her, which shouldn't have been a bomb. It should have just been, like, a light little shock because she should have figured it out. Tamlin's the High Lord. But, and this is, you can say it's a deep dive all you want. I don't give a shit. She says, you did, or he says, you did not know. Do you want to know what this real says when she, when he tells Pharaoh that Reese is her mate? You did not know. The same exact sentence. You did not know. So I was hmm. like, you are a messy gossiping bitch and I love it. I appreciate right? that. I was like, God, you're so good. Because you know, like. He goes back to the rest of his surreal and he'll be like, never guess, you'll never guess what I just did, man. I just fucked up this chick so bad. I'm like, it's so funny. I always thought he was just No, one. he's one of many. He just doesn't have a name. They're all called the surreal. So that's why when she catches it, she's like, are you one of the surreal? Yeah. Gotcha. And then I just want to, we, this is the one that everybody always like thinks of now is the quote on, um, it's on page 129. If you guys like look at it when you're listening Stay with the High Lord, human. That's all you can do. You will be safe. Do not interfere. Do not go looking for answers after today, or you will be devoured by the shadow over Printhian. He will shield you from it, so stay close to him, and all will be righted. Now, we all know that she means Reese. Or he means Reese. Sorry. I. It, to me, it is a feminine presence. You know what? Do whatever you want, honey. Yeah, we, yeah. we love this. It's fine. But... I mean, that's the one that everybody now is like, oh my god, that's not, like, it wasn't Tamlin, it was Reese. And I'm just like, it wouldn't have been hard, but I guess that would have divulged a whole bunch of other shit that he would have, like, there was so much that had to go through to get to, like, oh, by the way, you haven't met him yet. Yeah. He's kind of, like, trapped right now, but, like, I understand why, but this warning, like, this premonition is worded in such a vague way that you can just tell that the surreal was living for it. Like, I'm, you can't tell me otherwise that the surreal wasn't like, yeah, this is fun. And yeah. then we, I did notice, like, reading it back, though, that there's something that probably should have, like, we should have noticed is the next, like, she asked, where did the blight come from? And then the surreal answers, but his eyes narrow, and he says, the High Lord does not know you came here today, does he? He does not know that his human woman came to trap a surreal. So when he is talking about Tamlin as High Lord, his eyes narrow, and it kind of, his, his speech has, like, a different tone. You know what I mean? Like, it's, he says that in a very different manner. So you ever think that, like, maybe he had to be so vague, though, because she had to stay with Tamlin to break yep. the curse, but then, like, obviously to, like, defeat Amarantha, she has to go to, with Reese. So, like, maybe he's being vague, you know, on purpose because he's like, oh, this yeah. human will not think of this. Like, ha, ha, ha. Well, also, like, I think part of it, and I, like, is not only he's thinking long game. He's not even thinking just Amarantha because, like, she doesn't ask for this information and he tells her all about Hybrid because she's asking about the blight that's there right now, Amarantha and the curse and shit. He, like, talks to her about it and then he's like, he tells her, he warns her about Highburn and the king and that, like, he's trying to explain that Amarantha's just his, like, little deputy general lady. He was about to tell her more, and then they're interrupted. So, like, I think when he's, like, it's too late, like, when he's, like, it's too late, like, um, but it is too late, human. 
I think he he's definitely saying that like he needs Feyre with the Printhian needs Feyre with Reese in the long run mm-hmm. for the for the health of all of Printhian. But I think he already means like it's too late to avoid Tamwin's downfall. Like we Tamwin's life ends up in ruins because he says it's too late for too late human for the High Lord. I.e., it's too late to avoid Tamwin's downfall for you. I.e., it's too late to avoid that the fact that Feyre has to die. We just, she just happens to be brought back. Oh, wow. And it's too late, perhaps, for your Rome, realm as well, i.e., like, it's, he already knew that there was, like, the wall was going to come down, there were going to be casualties. And he's basically telling her, and when it comes to it, you have to stay with Reese. Like, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he provides her with a lot of information that she doesn't necessarily ask for, and they're supposed to only answer you, like, give you answers for what you ask. That's why you're He literally to- always does that, though. Yeah. Every single yeah. encounter. With her, yeah. That's what I mean. Like he's he's the real like he's the real queen here. I'm sorry. He's 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 a hero, all right? He's a goddamn hero. Okay. Nobody appreciates him as much as he need he deserves. Just saying. And like what I thought was interesting with all of this information he's giving her, Feyre is just a human, right? And she right now knows more about like the forces against Corinthian that are like plotting against Corinthian. She knows more than, like, probably some of the High Lords do right now. Like, they're not aware of, like, they know of Amarantha, but they didn't realize that she, like, you know, is was there on Hybern's request. I and they like knew that. that. Hmm? I thought they knew that. I thought that dealt with the curse that, because, like, Hybern was pissed that Amarantha gave Tamlin, like, 50 years or some shit. He, no, he was just pissed that she, like, started trying to rule it herself. Because she kind of, like, defects, like, this whole thing, she was just supposed to, like, get like followers for him and she kind of turned it into her own thing and then she you know got kind of like creepy obsessed with Tamlin. Well what did I think I think this was like a test like I think Madison what she said I think it's a test mm. to see how we can do it and then I think she not necessarily goes off the rocker but I just think she's just kind of they're just trying to feel it out to see what's going on. But see, that's what I don't, because it says like there's spies and like he had a bunch of other people that he brought over a hundred years ago to infiltrate. So one of my other questions is, yep. like, d- d- did we catch them? Like, who who's that? Like, who are those spies, you know? Do we well, aren't they now, think like, working for Amarantha? Oh, I think in this okay, that would make everything sense. Everything is yeah. working for Amarantha. Oh, who the, the, um, oh, God. The bat-like dude? Yeah, oh, God, what was that? Um, I don't remember off the top of my head. I just, I just always referred to The Achor or whatever? The Ador. Ator. Ator. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So you're making sense. Yeah. Okay. So that makes sense. But I'm just going to end mine with two things. One, I will go down dying that the Surreal is like one of the big heroes of the series. Fight me. And two, the fucking Naga, because these nasty little shitheads interrupt when he was going to give her more answers. I, I have a lot to say about that. Fucking go. Fucking <laughs> go, Madison. They're disgusting. That is chapter 15. <laughs> Welcome to 15 here. Okay, so let's just talk. Let's just talk. Moss. She can write some creepy fucking creatures. What do we got? We got the Bogey. We got the Serial. We got the Naga. Like, holy shit. We're only 15 chapters in, and we've got some creepy fucking shit going on. The Surreal's not creepy, you bitch. Okay. I Yes, it is. It's off his own creepy vibes that you love. Okay, cool. But here we go. The Naga were sprung from a nightmare covered in dark scales and nothing more. 
They were a horrendous combination of serpentine features and male humanoid bodies, which is interesting because most of the time in books, like serpentine like features go with women. So it's interesting. Oh, you know what I mean? Ooh. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah. The English teachers. Oh my out. God. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, and then it was like, you know, um, flesh shredding talons. Um, so like, I mean, creepy. And like, yeah. I honestly, I looked for a picture of this online and could not find like any like art like done because like, honestly, I think it'd be kind of difficult, but we move on. Um, so these creatures were like blood filled legends. Um, ones that slipped through the wall uh, to torment and slaughter mor- mortals. Like, holy shit. Okay. Like, holy shit. Um, but here, here's what I want to talk about here. And maybe this is a dumb question. Maybe I'm missing something. But literally their first line, the dark mother has sent us a gift today, brothers. Are we talking to Amarantha? Is she the dark mother? I think she I think is. so, because she's like, she's a hero to these types of fairies, because she's just letting them like... Yeah, okay, okay. I wanted to make sure. Um, yeah. So... The cereal's a gift, but then fair is a meal. And I really loved when it, they were like, not much to eat. LOL, skinny bitch. Like, finally, finally, I guess you're like under eating and really helping out here. Um, and then fair is over here contemplating, like, um, if I scream, you think Lucian would come? And like, based on where they're in their relationship now, I don't know. I think he would, though, because he literally said, in chapter 13 like i might be hunting in the area if you scream like let me know like that's how he'll see yeah, but then he then what out of the corner of his eye he sees four naga and he's like yeah let me get this see I like i would believe that he would come but what happens is exactly what i would think that that there he would hesitate and then i wouldn't like I, I would i would trust that he would come but i don't think i would trust that he would like actually be of help or get there in time mm, there we go there we go. So then, so then it's all immediately the surreal's like begging for help, like fucking let me out of this trap. Farah's contemplating like how many arrows do I have? You know, none of them are ash, but like maybe they keep the naga down long enough. I mean, she's already in warrior mode, like immediately. Like, yeah, they want to eat me. I gotta get my ass out of here. Um, so she like screams to obviously create a diversion, immediately helps the surreal, which Lord knows comes back to help her in the long run. Oh, that's, it's that everything is a theme. Does comes back to yeah. help her and creatures like the surreal, yeah. the water nymphs, like help people. <laughs> yeah. If you're if you're kind to someone, they're going to return it. It may not be immediate, but it will be down. She saves um she saves the surreal, which starts their beautiful like friendship slash stalking slash help. You know, because like surreal's always around. So like is he kind of stalking? You know, he's always around. I like it's to think like of it as protecting play by following. Playing. I feel like I feel like stalking is a little harsh. We can say like following. Protecting <laughs> literally the same thing. <laughs> I've been watching too much Law and Order SVU, okay? So Okay, so anyway, that's great. Surreal uh was off a blast of dark, like Fucking get me the fuck out of here. So I just want to say every fucking time now I read this book, 
and I see some sort of reference to a star, I'm like, oh my God, Reese, is that you? Like, where are you at? Because literally she goes, I let my arrow fly. The tip glittered like a shooting star. Oh, oh. Sarah oh. does, she does kind of equate things a lot, like imagery in her, like how she sees things. She equates it yes. to like night court vibe things a lot. Exactly, exactly. And I'm like, oh. Like, ugh, Reese, we're almost there. We're almost there. I mean, not really, but, like, in my mind, we are. <laughs> um. So, anyway, she, like, fucking claws and, like, fights her way. Um. She, like, is running. Like, LOL, what is running? Like, damn. Um, <laughs> Again. They would have caught me. If I was expected to run even, like, 10 yards, they would have caught me. Like, that would have been the end for me. Um. So, I mean, despite, you know, her being in shape, she ends up surrounded. No surprise there, right? Um, because literally you got, like, four fucking Naga, like, on top of you. Um, and so she's surrounded. She still, you know, she turns in a slow circle, a bow, ready to strike. Um, and they think nothing of her. You know, she's the scrawny human, like, just, like, nothing. And she's all, like, go to hell. LOL. It's probably where they came out of. But, you know. We move on. <laughs> um, and so this is where it really gets disgusting. And like, you know, good for you, Moss, but like you, because they're all like, when we're done ripping off your skin, you'll wish you hadn't crossed into Printhian. Uh, we'll cut you up so fine. There won't be much for the crows to pick at. And I'm just like, ooh, like fucking great imagery, but like, ooh. Can we just talk about how Moss is able to give us these horrific images, but then all of a sudden she can make, like, write some of the best sex scenes in the entire world. Like, that is, like, I, that type of writing just, like, blows my mind. We go from the sound of music to crows <laughs> kicking at little bits of Thera. Um, to be fair, it was your dark sound of music. I don't think it was ever sound of music. <laughs> whatever um okay but anyway so yeah like good for you moss like great and then i love how she's repeating not like this not like this not like this like fucking survive starvation and her shit family (laughs) from some naga and i'm like well okay cool and obviously we all have to know you know something has to happen because you know we're we're what a third of the way through the book like she ain't in, in it now not by some stupid naga. Okay. And here is where I think, wow. I mean, Tam really is just like, the pheromones are running off him, man, in this next <laughs> I'm like, hell yeah. yes. Okay. So literally it starts with a shattering roar. Like, Tam, yes. Um, I would like to point out, though, this is what I found interesting. He's not in full beast mode. Okay, like you. Time he could use it. He's not in it. I think, like he literally is in it when he gets. No, I think part of it was a. I think it was a choice on his part though, because it's such a small space. They had her cornered and shit, you know. And it was like in between trees. I think he worried that if he went full beast mode, he might have accidentally hurt Feyre. 
Yeah, but he wants to go full beast mode when he's sitting in the I library and he gets perfect. pissed off at her. Thank you! This is what I'm so confused about. The man will walk into his house in full beast mode, but this is the time he could actually use it and it is only in like half a mode. Hang on, all guys. Maybe it's because this is kind of cute in a weird way. What? Gag me with a spoon, whatever you're going to say. Whatever. What if he knew, like, they're in four Naga, so we know for her that's a lot, but for him it's probably nothing, really. So what if he knew he could take care of them without shifting, and he didn't want her to, like, see him go full beast mode? No, like, no, no, no. He, no, he no. doesn't think no, like no. that. No, no, no. The man will turn into a beast given the blink of an eye, the snap of some fingers. He, he does not think like that. I was just trying to help him. Okay. We literally get all of the descriptions of his claws retracting and then, like, coming back out. When he well, he has his claws retracting. out, though. He uses his claws. Oh, here. he has his claws because let me just get you some more imagery. And disemboweled the Naga in one deep, long swipe. And I just wrote, well, okay. <laughs> Are you kidding? Like, disemboweled. Like, mm, lovely. Okay. Like, great. But, you know, I love how she immediately shifts then, okay? So we're going from, like, you know, disemboweling, killing some Naga, okay? And then I'm all like, yum, guys, this next scene. Okay, it's all like, you know, she's, in her mind, she's thinking of the surreal, high lord, high lord, you know, stay with the high lord, whatever. Oh, my God. Feral rage still smoldered in his gaze. No! Fuck me sideways, guys. Feral rage smoldered in his gaze. Mm. And we've all talked about how Blake especially loves that, like, feral Uh, rage. um, Hang on. Not to mention, this is the one time where I think the mask makes it even better because literally all you see is the eyes and then this mask, like, hiding the red, like, just the eyes, man. Oh, so sexy. And then it's like, um... Literally, like, he was, like, you know, all primal fury, whatever. And he was, like, I heard you scream. And I'm, like, Prince fucking Charming came after her. I mean, maybe, like, a really angry, rage, like, sex-deprived one. But still. Hey, I can understand that. Still. I mean, like, he's there. Um, And I'm just, like, I love that. And she's all, like, so he didn't know about the surreal, LOL. You know... (laughs) Good. Honestly, I kind of wonder how Tamlin would react if she's like snaring surreals. I like uh, when he's asking her what he was like, what she was doing. He doesn't like when she's kind of like vague. He doesn't push. He really like. I was surprised by how he's just like, okay, okay. I think, but I also think back to like, oh God, I'm getting so far ahead of us though. When like Farah saves like the um. Why can't I remember the name? Uh, Vert. I can't pronounce it. When she saves, like, Reese's, like, town. Valeris? I think it's. Valeris. Valeris sounds nicer. Valeris. Well, so when she saves that, Reese is like, she's like, are you mad at me? And he's like, no, you saved my, like, You saved our home. Okay. Well, you saved our home but like i feel like tam on that other end would be like fuck you no like why did you do this like you're putting yourself in danger and i feel like that's why like she doesn't mention that she's like oh i like trapped a surreal like that was like a really kind of a slightly big deal for a human to do it and saved him so it was she also killed a naga like 
I mean, he saw that. So yeah. He already should know that she can, like, hold her own. Sort well, hold her own to the extent of a human, but whatever. So, like, my thing is, what comes up next is, like, some majorly conflicted, like, notions here. Because she's all, like... <clears throat> A purebred predator, honed to kill without a second thought. But then she's also thinking, High Lord, High Lord. You know, the surreal's like really ingrained in her, like stay with the High Lord. Stay with it. But here's what I don't like. Because then she goes, you know, he hadn't, he hadn't been the only one to spill blood just now. And it wasn't just my blood that still coated my tongue. Perhaps that made me as much of a beast as him. That reminds me so much of the beginning of Mist and Fury and where her mindset is. Because she's so conflicted in that. And now she's so conflicted. And she just thinks so poorly of herself. Also, like, that goes to show. Yeah. Got, like, one of these, like, nasty little, like, fairies that were definitely going to, like, kill her, disembowel her, eat her, you know, whatever. Since that that already makes her feel like a beast the fact that i mean not i think part of it's not just that they she killed it but like it's blood was in her mouth which is disgusting but think of how that affects her and imagine how like imagine the depths of her pain at having to literally murder two like humanoid high face so here's where i mean so it's like she's got all this like you know deep depressing thoughts whatever but then she's also like you know, thank you, not just for this, for saving my life. Um, I wanted to tell him how much that meant, that the High Lord of the Supreme Court thought I was worth saving. And that's literally the next page. Like, we just went through all this confliction, like, you know, perhaps that made me a beast. Like, she thinks of herself as a beast, but then she's all like, oh my God, he thinks I'm worth saving. Like, yeah. he loves you, damn it. He loves you. Well, this is this is where we're starting to like feel like they're falling in love. Like he's they're slowly like she's. I know. Let's go home. Like oh, oh, and like he wants it to be her home. And I'm like, see, this is when I started. I'm like, oh, Tam. Like, damn. You know, I can't love Tam too much. You know, but like I do have to love him in this book, or I can't get through it. Yeah. Well, it's just like, again, when you first started reading this book, like, you definitely thought Tam was the one. That you were in love with him. He was this great person. And then you slightly get ruined. Well, and, like... I digress. Even after everything, like, I think, like, the way that, like, chapter, like, closes where she's, like, she didn't even detect, like, a trace of triumph in him. Just rather a deep, unending sort of shame and defeat. Okay, I, I noted that. Because I was, like, for as much as we shit on Tam... Like, it is his spring court, you know? And he, yeah. like, does he ever yeah. wonder, like, how did I fall this low? Like, how the fuck did this all happen, you know? Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, if you're, if you've had, like, because he's had that power for quite a while now. Like, he had, he was powerful, and then the High Lord came, like, High Lord powers came to him mm-hmm. for a while ago. So, I mean, imagine being that powerful and then being, like, culled to, I don't know, maybe 50% power. We know Reese gets a little bit more just because Amarantha, you know, raped. Yeah, uses him. He's horrible. Her bitch. But, like, so Tamlin's, like, maybe 50% power, right? And, like, that'd be rough. If you had all that power and 50% got taken away and, like, you can't protect, like, your people. Yeah. That's, I mean, like you said, we shit on him a lot, but damn. Yeah. 
LOL. Okay. So like, what are we currently reading? (laughs) So this is our, you know, next little section. Um, I'm obviously reading Escaping from Houdini because I'm still in my ripper phase. And let me just read my note here because I think it accurately describes (laughs) where I'm at right now. Even more in love with Thomas Cresswell than I was last week. So there's that. And like, you know, I might even like bust out my nice panties for him to rip off. (laughs) I think that would just be great. So anybody that's listened to the episode four already, already knows I was already berated by Madison um, and basically bullied into reading Stalking the Jack the Ripper, which is the first book of this series with the amazing Thomas Creswell. Okay, what? What? Can we just Did you like it? How I read it in five hours. Bitch. Um, I know, I know. <laughs> Can we just talk about how we even started this by Madison bullying us? <laughs> you are all welcome. Like, clearly, I know what I'm reading. You do. Okay, fine. But... So, yes, I will say Stalking Jack the Ripper series is, it, yeah, Thomas Creswell, yeah. <laughs> Literally <laughs> midway through reading and then ordered the other books. I did. Okay, fine. I was like 70% <laughs> through and I was like, okay, I need to at least order the next ones because this is going to be one of those where if I don't have them. But um, Madison's going to yell at me. Just just to give you guys contest, Madison is yeah. nice. Yeah. <laughs> She's going to yell at me more because... Um, while I waited for books two and three of that series, I, for some reason, Amazon can't get two day shipping, um, down. I was like, you know what? I'm going to reread City of Bones. Backstory. I read it years ago. And for some reason, my dumbass never read the rest of the Mortal Instruments. You know why? I know why. I know why. It's because I wasn't there to. Oh my God. <laughs> that's why. I literally, I, I made her, okay, literally a couple weeks too. ago. She read, um, The Infernal Crisis. I did. And, I'm and I cried. Like, I was like, someone has to fucking read Shadow Hunter, so I have someone to talk to about this. And I took up that realm, um, so Caitlin didn't have to. So you know, you don't I to. read it though. I already read. I mean, oh, I'm I sorry. How much did you read? Like, oh, the yeah. one book and then stop. I think I read the whole series. This was a long time. This was. A I long thought you were like you were. You had only read City of Bones. No, I read. I read a lot. Oh, I read well, a lot he needs that. a fucking refresher. So now my problem is, is I'm I literally like thirty pages away from the end of City of Bones, um, and so I'm trying to decide: do I keep with Mortal Instruments or do I jump back to Stalking Jack the Ripper? And I'm hoping Madison doesn't scream at me at the moment. As long as you're not going back to that fucking Red Queen bullshit, I'm fine. Yeah, sorry. For any of you guys that are fans of the Red Queen series, I'm sorry. I read the first three books. I finished King's Cage, and I I had to put the book down gently before I threw it against a wall. Um, and I'm one of those, when I doubt the series, I kind of looked up what the fourth one entails, and that was enough for me to say I will read it eventually, but... Uh, Needless to say, I think it's War Storm is the fourth one. That is low on my TBR list. Please don't hate me. Caitlin, yours is much, much less controversial. Please take over. What are you reading? Oh, mine is much less controversial, a.k.a. Madison. I already do. I looked at the title and I was like, what the fuck is this? So I, on the other hand, I am reading a book called Most Likely by Sarah Watson. Um, And again, Madison is going to hate this. Um, it's about four friends, like four female friends who are running 
to become the first female president of the United States. Which Guys, I don't I think hate that because women are awesome. running for president. I want to just point that out. I hate it because there is definitely no love, like high drama, like. Oh, bullshit. High drama. It's politics. There so is. Uh, love high drama. There's, love and uh, okay. high drama. There's, mix. There's, there is there is some love in it, but it definitely um I honestly I love politics. Um living living in the DC area, I honestly sadly cannot escape it most of the time. So I like to read about it. Um and honestly it is it's actually a really good book. Um and I got it through a book club that I'm on. Um so I would highly suggest it. But again, it's very different from what we It all sounds read like a good normal. beach read, like that type of book. It is. <laughs> it is it's a to read about that on the beach. Oh my god. I'm on the beach. I'm like, yes, some sex on the beach. Not only am I going to drink that, I'm going to read about it. Too much sand. It's a very good beach read. I, I, um, I'm probably only about a fourth of the way into it. Huh, too much I sand. Like that reminds me of Gilmore Girls Lane. <laughs> 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 okay, wait, wait. I just want to point this out. I've got to talk about this with someone. Please, for the love of God, someone message us the answer to this. So Lane and Zach, you know, had sex. It was terrible. They were on the beach, whatever. Are you, oh my gosh, Did I know they ever have good sex? Did Lane ever enjoy herself? I have literally thought that question for so long. I'm going to put you guys both at ease and say yes. Uh, no, but it hasn't been stated. And it's driving me insane. Yeah. It literally, she literally says, I will never have this. It wasn't fun. Like, oh my god, did she ever have because she, she immediately got pregnant and then it was never mentioned again. Yeah, okay, well, thank now you got why'd you put that thought in my head? Now I'm saying for the love of god, someone please message us about this. Speaking of social media, lol, definitely follow us, post, subscribe, review, message us. Um, ACTO, AC, oh my gosh, wow, <laughs> I, I'll get it, guys. Um, there, there will be, there will be days. I need help. Uh, A-C-T-O-R podcast, um, at, you know, Gmail, on Instagram, on Twitter. Feel free to chat with us. I, I literally just posted the other day that I've read like 287 books this year and people, you know, messaged me for recommendations. Only ask me if you want love books. I have nothing else, guys. I just want to let you know. None of that fucking political bullshit. And remember, guys, on uh, I'm a big fan of nonfiction. That's true. Yeah, I was gonna say Madison's got the romance, Caitlin's got nonfiction. I'm pretty much uh, all over the place: fiction, historical fiction, sci-fi, fantasy, whatever Madison bullies her in. Madison, yeah, my bully reads. You know, same old, same old. But also remember, guys, to uh, subscribe and review um, the podcast on Apple and Spotify too when you get a chance. And I, did I miss any? Madison, what else are we on? Um, we're on everything, literally any sort of streaming device we're on. Our link, uh, is in the bio of our Instagram. So go on, subscribe, review, chat. We're there. Yeah. We literally, one of us will always answer. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that wraps it up for this episode. As always, cheers to our high fae bays. Bye guys.